recorded live from behind the salad bar at Gary's Northwood Supper Club, it's the Photo Happy Hour Podcast. Hey, and welcome, everybody. Come on in and grab a seat at the bar. I'm your Photo Happy Hour bartender, Michael Mowbray, and I'm serving up some delicious bar squeezings today. Joining me behind the bar are Dan Freevault and Carl Kaler. Hey, I made it through the intro. Good job. <laughs> Top notch, man. Top notch. That was take four. <laughs> it only took nice. four times today. <laughs> and, and, and bar squeezing? Is that like a code heck? word for bar groupies? Or? Okay, this is, this, this is not a proud moment of my life, but this is something <laughs> oh, from I my gotta past. Oh, I got to hear this. Oh, this is um, going to be good. This is and good. I, I was not the on, one. Guys. I was not the one to originate this. I will pin this on my uh, college buddy, Ed. And probably equally my college buddy Todd. And bar squeezings are when you're like towards the end of the night at at the bar in college and you're like, what are we going to have a shot of? Let's have a shot of bar squeezings. And the bar squeezings Uh, are the bar rags that the bartender's been using that's all soaked with whatever's been spilled and then they squeeze that into a shot glass and you drink it. I've had that. (laughs) See? It wasn't just me. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, a guy that I went to college with, uh, we'd go out, and on your birthday, that was the shot he would buy for you. Dad uh, was... I don't what know if you call it... I, yeah, I don't know if it was called bar squeeze, but yeah, that's I'm not sure if I'd call him a got. friend. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. I, uh, I do believe this is... this is There was an infamous night where my buddy Todd turned 21, and... and uh, Famous last words. They're always famous last words, and the worst famous last words are, "I don't puke." <laughs> and then there was the bar squeeze. There you go. <laughs> and shortly thereafter, and several more times that night. So anyway, I'm at free since '83. <laughs> yeah. So if you're still with us, <laughs> yeah. What the hell hey, are we folks. listening to? Uh, I hope uh, you're not listening to this um, before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Meal <laughs> could be, or you've got a great idea for your family get together while you're socially distant. Oh no! Don't do it! Don't do it! <laughs> anyway, if you're Wipe joining, it our, off and squeeze it out. <sighs> All right. If you're joining our podcast for the first time, again, bless you. Um, <laughs> the premise of this podcast I'm is sorry. we are three professional photographers who have been around for a while. And uh, we'd like to get together and have a couple of cocktails, maybe. And the more we drink, the more we know, and the more knowledge we lay down. And that's what we're doing in this podcast. That's why it's called the Photo Happy Hour. So I'm having some wonderful, some of my fa- one of my favorite scotches, some Lagavulin 16-year-old scotch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at the color on that. I mean, it Two more years wall. and it can vote. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yes. Yeah, matches my it- wall. It does nice. look it beautiful. Does your wall. Too bad it yeah, tastes like Band-Aids. You need aloe vera after because it burns uh, all the way down. It burns. <laughs> hey, I switched yeah. it up. I have... Whoa! Uh, Whoa! What is that? Bur- Kentucky bourbon. Wow. With a, got... with a, a baller. I was going to see that. I was going to say, that's, a, that's big enough to sink the Titanic. I guess. <laughs> have, a, have a little whiskey with your ice. Have a exactly. little whiskey with your ice. Yes, yes. I, I, I'll, I drained the I'll whiskey. I'll never let you I... go, Jack. 
but, but get, get your damn hands off this door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this door can you're only gonna... hold one of us. <laughs> you're going to tip us over, eh? <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. Go back oh. to your lake in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> right. That isn't officially a lake yet because it was a man-made lake and wasn't formed at the time the Titanic sank. Well, Use see, that's knowledge. how we bring this around. We, we, we talk about that in another podcast. So that, like I said, we always bring things back around again. So yes, yeah. there we go. <laughs> talking about the door and Titanic. Oh my gosh. I'm drinking beer today because I, I had to, well, I depleted my bottle of, of whiskey last night during the Kansas city game because <laughs> Because <laughs> it went in overtime. Damn overtime! <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was actually feeling it this morning. That's for sure. So, and the way you were typing anyway. last night, I kind of kind of figured that was going to happen. <laughs> Stupid phone and big thumbs. I don't know, but <laughs> anyway. Hey, what are we talking about today? I got beer today. By the way, this is beer. Uh, this is blueberry cream ale from a microbrewery down in Lower Michigan in uh, Petoskey, Petoskey, Petoskey. Oh, it's in Lower know, Michigan. Those, oh, yeah. I thought I thought you got it from Petoskey Brewing in southwest no. corner of Wisconsin, which is really Petoskey, Petoskey, potato, potato. Potato, yeah. Which you use to make vodka. Anyway, um anyway, topic good for stuff. today we're talking about cuz we just finished um professional photographers who are into print competition. We just finished the Super Bowl of print competition, the international Photographic competition, the IPC, and which always brings along with it, um, I don't know, comments, <laughs> both positive and negative. Yes, yes. Or, Fiery or, debates for no, or against the merit. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs but up should, or thumbs down. Scores or no scores. Hey, did any of us enter? Nope. <laughs> no, none of us. Did. And if, no wonder it I missed the horrible. deadline. No one sent me images to, to title or <laughs> exactly. review. All, all of a sudden, I was on Facebook. I'm like, hey, the deadline. I just uploaded my case. Hey, I need help with titles. I'm like, oh, that's due today? Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was leaving that day for Colorado, and I'm like, yep, that's missed. I missed it. But and I wasn't planning on entering this year anyway. Uh, I, there's... It is amazing how many years ago uh, I, as many other people are, pretty, um, let's see, how would we call it, uh, obsessed <laughs> with yeah. print competition. Uh, and it takes over everything sometimes. And and that's fine because it's, it is a great learning experience. It's a, a way of stretching yourself and doing things that you might not have tried before. Uh, that might actually help you out in the future. But there's also a point sometimes that family comes first and that business comes first uh, and that, you know, sanity comes first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, you know, other things, there are other things in life. And uh, even though I'm a, a huge advocate and I push uh, my students constantly to be entering, um, there are times when you know, priorities take shape and form. And um, sometimes the print competition isn't the priority that is on top. So that yep. was this year. That for, was it for, for all of too. us. Yeah, you just yeah. summed it up for me because um, yeah, all that plus I just wasn't feeling it, you know, and I have to feel some sort of creative spark to drive whatever, if I'm going to shoot something for competition or if I'm going to take something I photographed, which, you know, we were shut down for 
I didn't photograph any people for four months. So um, and longer here. Yeah. Um, so we didn't really have anything to pull from to, you know, I maybe could have gone to the archives and, and whipped something up, you know, a nice little casserole of a 81. Um, but uh, a mixed drink. I wasn't, wasn't yes. feeling it. Some bar squeezings is probably what I would have gotten yes. out of it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I mean, same thing for me, you know, with COVID and being shut down and just focusing a lot of energy on business and family, you know, putting that ahead of this. And I kind of lost track of everything because things were kind of thrown off timelines, timeline wise as well, because of, you know, COVID shifting and districts being different and all that as well. So I just kind of lost track of everything and got into my busy season. And yeah, I mean, didn't, didn't have time to even think about it. So that's okay. We should, we should probably it take okay. a big step back and explain even what we're talking about because we know it because we've been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years, whatever. What is print competition? What are we even talking about? What 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 is it? Um, why do we think it's important? Why should people who haven't ever done it look into it? Um, let's talk a little bit about that. And I can take, you want to take it, Carl? You're on the committee. Sure. <laughs> I am. Um, so I, I actually, uh, full disclosure, I do have to be careful what I say because I could get in trouble. And that's okay. Ah, I nobody listens really to this. don't care right now. Um, so I have a, it's nobody my opinion. listens to this. <laughs> uh, no one listens to me anyhow. Uh, but, you know, I am more concerned right now with, with absolute transparency in everything that goes on um, and the why. Uh, I've always been one, even since grade school, I was the one that drove my teachers nuts because I always needed to know why. <laughs> why is this the answer? Um, but I, print competition happens in a lot of different ways. And a lot of times it starts in your local chapters, uh, maybe something, a, a cl camera club or something that meets every month. And those are, are great ways to put new ideas out there, kind of like what everyone's doing on Facebook right now, except that instead of getting, you know, a whole bazillion likes that really don't mean anything or a whole bunch of people saying, oh, that's a pretty picture, which, by the way, doesn't mean anything. Uh, it's it's a way of putting your imagery in front of people that are like you, peers that have some sort of photographic knowledge that can give you an honest feedback as to uh, how you're doing. Um, and so that's that's one thing. That's, so this, the, the local is a good thing. Uh, then there used to be a state, and the state that you belong to might have a competition once or twice a year. It was usually a little bit more um, structured as far as the ju uh, jurors and the panel that they brought in to review your work. And in some cases, it used to be that that was actually your regional, your district, which is what we see now. Uh, and it was actually counted towards IPC, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, but now there is actually districts where all the states send to the same place in Atlanta, and the images are judged with the same criteria, the same juror panels, uh, their affiliate, they're trained. We'll talk about that later, about the training of the, the jurors. Um, but they're a trained panel who reviews the work and says yes or no, and accounts for merits. Merits are what we do in the photography industry 
to earn our master's degree. It's it's kind of like um, maybe like gold an stars on top of our homework. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but more so, I mean, you, you don't get your master's degree in photography from college. You get it from actually doing work in the industry and having peers in the industry that are trained and qualified to review that work to say yes or no, uh, that image is accepted. And you need 13 of them buggers uh, to get your master's degree in addition to 12 other merits that you earn from education and workshops and things like that. But so it is a big deal and it's tough. I mean, it's really tough it to takes, get your master's yeah. photography degree. It I mean, takes it takes years. at least, yeah, at least four years if you're lucky, if you're good, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three years for some. Yeah. Three? Okay. Um, yeah. And we all well, have our, we all have our, others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our master of photography degrees, yeah. craftsman degrees. Craftsman degrees. I have a... Dan has an artist degree. I have the master artist degree. What else? What else do you guys have? Well, Carl's got that. Does that cover everything? That big thing that we had to go to and work. We had to wear shucks and something. I don't remember. Yeah, we had a little bit different. We had to dress up. The digital camera was there, and I don't. Yeah, it's when we could get groups more than five and hug each other. It was awesome, but. It's so so with that real quickly, when Michael says in the beginning of every show, so we've been around a while, maybe we know a thing or two. Um, that's not just tooting our own horns, I guess. It's been there, it's got nice. that, got the t shirts and the plaques and the, the medallions and the, the, the ribbons. The ribbons. ribbons. Who does not want to wear the ribbon? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's almost like a tie to me, and I don't like ties. So, um, so, so I want to. I, I do. I do want. I kind of want to explain because I, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are still a little confused about what what is print competition. What we when we're talking about it, you are allowed to create four images and mm-hmm. submit them into print competition as a case. As a as a case, and they have to meet certain criteria in order for the skilled and and um, experienced judges who are going to be reviewing them to say, yeah, the, this work is exemplary enough that we believe this is what we call merit-worthy work, and we're going to award this a merit. And really, really good photography sometimes doesn't merit because it's not meeting enough of the criteria, and those criteria are what we call the 12 elements. And if you want to know what the 12 elements are, it's really easy. You go out to the Google <laughs> and you type in 12 elements PPA and it'll take you right to the page that's going to um, explain what the 12 elements are. And the things that we're looking at as judges are impact and lighting and technical um, expertise. Excellence. Excellence. Thank you. I know it was an E word. Um, I don't have my cards in front of me. Composition. Storytelling. storytelling. Subject matter. Yeah. Color harmony, presentation, um, uh, center of interest. Uh, losing track of how many we got there right now. No, it's probably uh, like yeah, eight. I always come up short. Multi-pass. Yeah. Oh, that's a different. Yeah. No, that's a different um, thing. Yeah, that's, that's only in Indiana. Element. Yeah, that's that's the fifth element. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> um, but there's there's a lot, and, and here's the thing. The other thing about photo competition in our industry is that it's it is normally way beyond 
what your normal work is. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between photo competition work and uh, everyday client work. And yet it's confusing because I always say, you know, I do the same thing for my clients that I do for print competition. And that's true. The thing is that there's certain things in that will make an image stand out for print competition that don't that doesn't always happen in your everyday work every single time you press the shutter. And that comes down to maybe the storytelling, maybe the impact, maybe the subject matter. Um, maybe your person just didn't wear the right outfit, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that your lighting doesn't have to be right, that your composition should still be powerful, that you do your best to make the color harmony work within the scene and match your subject and that your presentation works and that you're in focus and that you have the exposure in the correct way. Um, I mean, there's all these things that are somewhat standard and, and concrete that you should have in your everyday work. And that's what photo competition does. It solidifies those things. But then when in print competition, in our industry, when you're choosing, you must choose wisely. It's just like, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, back to not Raiders of the Lost Ark. Was it Last, uh, Last Indiana, Crusade? Last Crusade. Pop re- reference. We got a drink. There you go. Yeah, there we go. We I, I missed the reference. You must choose uh, wisely. You must choose wisely. Choose with wisely. The, oh, with, okay. the, with the knight yeah, who yeah. was guarding right. the grail. The knight. Yeah. yeah. The the last knight. Whatever. Anyhow. Um, but it's poorly. it's a very it's very <laughs> yeah you choose poorly. Uh, it's very similar to when in your own studio, even if it's not competition images. If you're choosing images to put on display or to use for sample albums or for different products that you're trying to promote, be smart about it. Enter or put the things out there that are powerful that make people go wow. If you don't put the things that make people go wow, then you're not marketing right. You're not you're mm-hmm. not selling right your own in your own work in your own business. And uh, the the industry that we're in is at a huge, very very high level of art and technical photography combined right now. And those that's the big difference between international print competition and our everyday work, that you, you got to choose something that is it got a wow factor, but then still tells a story, still has technical excellence, still has good lighting, good composition, good color harmony, a good subject matter, good center of interest, makes sense, has balance, all those different things. And that is how... Our everyday work and print competition work together. That's how that they are similar. They need to have power. So uh, it's print competition is a insane animal to say the least. I was uh, thinking it's of it, we should all partake in. I think of it too as you know, say you're you're a runner like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, and you jog. This you is my out. last beer, Michael. Don't make me spit it out. <laughs> you go out and jog every day. You go out and jog every day, and you jog a mile, and you get your run in, and that's all good, and it's all every day. You get it done. That's your everyday work, right? Now you want to enter into a uh, 5K, and this happens to a lot of people who enter into print competition for the first time. Okay, maybe they train up a little bit more. They run a little bit more often. They run a little bit further distance push themselves a little bit and they get to the 5k and they finished, you know, 427th out of 504. Okay. (laughs) But they finished, (laughs) but they finished. And then they, it's like, well, okay, I'm going to train up a little bit more. I'm going to focus, you know, I'm going to read some stuff online about how do you train for a 5k and they run another 5k. And it's like, oh, now they came in 279th 
out of 517. So, okay. And now they're some, hooked. Yeah, now they're hooked and they've seen some they've seen some growth. It's the same thing with print competition. You start to put yourself into print competition where your work is being judged by I'm judging you, by the way. Um, your work is being judged by people who have been trained to, to look at all the details, all the details, literally all the details, and um, and see if it's up to snuff. And what it does is it forces you to get outside your comfort zone, forces you to get feedback, and forces you to uh, push yourself, and it also forces you throughout the entire process to grow. And then eventually you get to understand when – you are able to incorporate all these different elements and do it well and start to earn some merits. Um, that'll trickle down into your everyday work. So when your everyday work is coming around and you're photographing a family, your composition is going to be better. Your light position is going to be better. Your color your posing is going to be better. Your color harmony is going to be better. All those different things will trickle down into your everyday work. That's why we say there's a huge amount of value and a huge amount of education in being involved in print competition because of the trickle-down effect to your everyday work. It's great winning the merits. It's great winning the awards and putting stuff on the wall and whatever, and that's maybe more personal goals, and you can use this for marketing as well. I don't think it's as powerful as it used to be, to be quite honest, but uh, the most important thing is how you grow as an artist and how it trickles down into your everyday work and makes your work stand out and makes your work have more impact and gives you the wow factor. So when people are going through websites and they go, whoa, okay, this, this person's different. And I like the way they're different. And I, and most people can't put a finger on it, but it's because you've got strong center of interest. You've got color balance. You've got all these different things coming together and you've created a powerful image. That's I just remembered the one that we forget all the time. And that's, you, you hit it on the head. Um, they don't know what's different. They don't know why they like you more, but that's your style. And that's when style comes in. And that's one of the 12 elements too. And um, it's one I don't agree with to, to judge actually, because each image is judged on its own merit. It's really subjective. It has you not compared. Is, yeah. Right. They're not compared to anything else while you're being judged. You're not compared to any other image, any other person. It's, What's in front of you right there, that's it. And you evaluate and you say yes or no, or you put a score on depending on where you're at. And that's all there is to it. So it's nothing personal. It's about that image that's that's up there for review at that given time. It's nothing personal. It's business. <laughs> oh, and that's true. That's another pop culture. <laughs> it's, not, it's not pop culture. One yeah. time. You've got, ma- you've got mail. One time, Kay, you've got mail. you can ask me about my business one time. What's it going to be? <laughs> one time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's two different references because that was in You've Got Mail as well. <laughs> I think we should be giving away the references. Make people kind of hunt them down a little. <laughs> that's true. true. Maybe we should. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, maybe, maybe. I agree with everything you guys said. It's about the journey. It's about challenging yourself. You know, it's how you grow as an artist. You, who cares what someone else thinks? I've always entered uh, things I love. It could bomb or it could score really high. I'm going for the high scores. I don't care. what. And for something that I like, I, mm-hmm. I that's was always my take on it. I'm just going to throw it out there. 
see what happens. In fact, one trick to kind of see where your eye goes in an image, one of the last things you kind of want to do is flip the image upside down, either with a print or digital, rotate it in Photoshop and take a look at it, leave the room, come back, kind of see where your eye goes. Well, we did that once. I was showing an image to Carl, and we're like, that image looks pretty cool upside down. And so <laughs> yes. I was so close to entering that image upside down, but it ended up getting kicked out with another image that was much stronger. But, oh man, yeah. I still, then the next year, I'm like, I want to enter this image upside down. And just like, to see. You know, just to see. And those are back in the days of when I was entering with print. So, mm-hmm. you know, you had to put on the back, like, you know, arrows, <clears throat> this is the top, and... The judges yeah. might even think, is this supposed to be upside down? Is this the right way? Did someone <laughs> oh, I've put it in happen. the carousel the wrong way? You know, and man, I still to this day wish I would have entered it because I'm a ga- risk taker like that. <laughs> I was, I, I I'm can't, a gambler by nature. I, I couldn't tell you what culture. Couldn't tell you what state I was judging, and even if I could remember, I wouldn't tell you. Um, but <laughs> but I remember an image coming up. I was like, oh wow, that's really different and cool. And, you know, I'm about ready to punch in a score. And the Jason said, oh, okay, stop scoring. Uh, forget that image. Next image. Because uh, it was put through the carousel because it was on this, like, for people who don't know what the carousel is, like this three-sided thing that flips around and we see the image, like, boom, and they read the title. It was on wrong. So they worked it back into the queue and it came back later and it came back later. And I was like, oh, well, that's not as cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we should also clarify that this the judging it's a I was gonna say blind judging, but Sometimes. you don't know the maker. No, we have uh, it's, no idea. It's, we have to disqualify if we do. Yes, exactly. And yeah, maybe we should discuss what how the judging actually works. Sure. I mean, I mean, we enter images that have power and impact in the twelve elements, um, and then things that we like and things that we're trying to see how what we're doing is going to compare to the industry or others that are in our peers. But how does it work? How does the actual judging work? Molite may be best known as America's top-rated Godox retailer, but... Did you know that most of our light modifiers are made exclusively for Molite? Well, at last count, we have 20 different custom Molite brand light modifiers in stock. Our popular Snap line of softboxes are designed to set up and take down quickly while providing beautiful color-consistent light when in use. Our unique exo-focusing parabolics give pro photographers the critical control they need for commercial and fashion shoots. Our 22-inch silver beauty dish includes a grid, a sock, and a padded shoulder bag. And we deliver all of that at a price that's really hard to beat. Plus, everything must pass my own personal testing, and I test everything. And I have to admit, I'm pretty picky about my lighting tools. So if it passes my test, then it could become a Molite branded product. High quality, color consistent modifiers that meet my exacting specifications. Choose a Molite brand softbox or other light modifier as your next lighting tool. It might become your favorite tool.
If you are passionate about perfecting your craft as a photographer and growing your business and learning from the best in the industry, my friends at the Twin Cities Professional Photographers Association, that's TCPPA, have an amazing education lineup for 2021. Even better, they're offering an early bird discount on memberships for 2021. Just $179 for an entire year of learning. That's less than $20 per class. If you're serious about propelling yourself forward, take advantage of this limited time pricing. As a bonus, join by December 7th and you'll receive a guest pass to their final workshop of 2020 with renowned baby photographer Karen Marie of Belly Beautiful. That's an extra $50 value. There may be a few other holiday surprises for new members as well, so join now at tcppa.org. That's tcppa.org. Well, let's, let's take the veil off of judging. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> need some sort of transition there, I think. Um, how it works now, if we're not judging prints, it's digital on very highly calibrated monitors that are all calibrated to be the same. Now, this is when we're talking about at the PPA district or IPC level. This is like this. This is like the NFL playoffs. You know, this is the playoffs in the Super Bowl. So, um, we uh, an image title will be read. The image will be flashed up on screen, and we take it in as judges. Um, and you can't help but not have impact be the first thing. Because does it come up and does it grab your attention or does it just kind of sit there? And then you look around, it's like, okay, maybe there's a strong story. Maybe there's strong compositional. If it starts to fall apart and, you, and it flips up and it's like doesn't have impact, it doesn't have strong color, oh, I think I might be out of focus. Um, boy, it's a little, it's a bit overexposed. All those things start to cascade and you, and we have a choice now. We either press merit or non-merit. Merit means this is exemplary work. It's it's better than above average. It's it's exemplary work for um, a working professional. Um, if it's great everyday work, it's above average work. It's non-merit, and that's where a lot of people get confused. It's like, well, this is some of the best work I've done. It's like it may very well be, and and it is good work, but it doesn't meet the criteria to stand out as what we call merit-worthy work. And it could be, right. it had a strong impact, but like I said, maybe there's some technical issues with it. Maybe you did a composite and we're seeing a white halo around the subject. And that's uh, almost, ooh, I don't, nothing's an automatic non-merit because we have to take the whole thing in, but that's pretty dang close. Or the, the primary subject is out of focus. I don't know, Carl. Help me out here. I don't want to get you in trouble, but I don't know that I could ever merit an image where the primary subject is out of focus. I I can't. Um, I ran into an image uh, on a panel a couple a couple of days ago during IPC, and I couldn't do it. I mean, I don't care if it's a small part of the image. If it's the main subject in the title, which we haven't even talked about yet, um, and the title actually drove you to that part of the image um that's photography 101 mm -hmm. you got to get the person in focus yeah <laughs> you know that's that's all there is to it and if it's not that's you're dead in the water before you even start in my book and that's just 
That's my strong opinion, um, but it's my opinion nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So, so anyway, um, so Michael was saying it. You know, it spins out. We see it all. And there's five jurors and a and a a, a leader, a JC, that's keeping track or keeping. Uh, the reins pulled in on the five jurors. Keeping the five order. jurors keeping the order, making sure everybody stays um, um, in rule. Uh, in rule, yeah, they're, they're overseers. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. overseers. Yeah. They're in charge of making sure that the the panel works as it should and stays fair, and nobody talks out of turn. Um, and and that's something else that that's going to happen. That image turns around, and each juror who is highly trained, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, in a little bit, but they see that image, and it'll take me three or four seconds, if that, to say yes or no. Um, I'm seeing things, uh, and, okay, I'd like to say I'm a little bit different, but I'm not. We're all very similar mm -hmm. as far as jurors, because I, I used to work in a lab, and it was my job to spot things, to look for technical errors and to try to fix them before they went out of the lab. That was my job. So I saw thousands and thousands of images a day that it was, you had to see it like instantly. And, you know, as a trained juror, they are seeing those things instantly. Now it's not just me. It's, it's everybody. Everybody is doing the same thing and it's, they're seeing light, they're seeing composition, they're seeing, the thing is, when it's not your work, when it's somebody else's work that comes up or in front of you, you can tell in a very, very short amount of time if the composition is nice. Because we don't have to think of the whole thought process of the creation of that image. We're just seeing your result. We're seeing the maker's result. And you can see right now, is it balanced? Does it make me feel good? Is there a story? Does it all stay congruent? Um, and then is the technical good? And along the way, most of the time, like Michael said, first of all, something that drove you off your seat because it had impact, it was creative, which is another part, another 12, uh, part of the 12 elements. Um, and I always said it's, it's each image when it pops around should be like your first meeting with somebody or a first date. You know, if you impress somebody a lot right away, hey, okay, we got a good start. But now, and from there on in, everything else has to start somewhat fall in place too. You still have to end up being a good person. You still have to end up being, um, uh, uh good compatible hygiene. with each other. Yeah. <laughs> a good height. A perfect example. Have a nice you have car. To have all these, yeah, well, that helps too, you know, uh, but all those other things that help out the relationship and in print competition, the same thing happens. Now, each of those five people, say yes or no if it's merit or not merit as, as, as far as how they're judging. Um, and I don't know what Michael did. I don't, and Michael doesn't know what Dan did. Dan doesn't know what I did. We don't know. You put in your opinion, that's it. And then the JC sees the, collab the software, what the software says, yes or no, three, four, two against, or whatever it happens to be. And it's either a merit or not merit. Now, at that point, I may have thought, geez, I thought that was a merit. I thought there's... That was an awesome image. Um, it had a lot of things going for it, but it, everyone it, apparently enough people said no that it didn't make the cut. It didn't merit. I have the option. I have the opportunity 
each juror has the opportunity to, to challenge and say, whoa, whoa, time out. <laughs> Let's talk about that in a minute. Because I feel that this had great impact. I, here's the story. Here's all the things that I like about it. And if you're a good juror, you say that much and then you shut up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and you, and then everybody takes a turn in order and they say what they scored and why. And they explain then the things that they may think that were good and say the things that they think that kept it from being a merit. And then when it comes back to you, the originator, you get a rebuttal, it's called. So you get to address the concerns, the positives and negatives of what was said for the rest of the panel. If they all say, oh, yeah, geez, I didn't even see it like that. Um, I, I because there are optical illusions, absolutely. There are things that people miss. Um, some people are more visual observant for some things more than others. Some people are better with color more than others. Um, all, but all of a sudden, we work together as a team, as a panel, and say, oh, okay, I didn't even see that point, but now it makes more sense to me. I'm for it now. Or sometimes... I guess I was being overzealous and I didn't see those other flaws. And now I'm against that image, not against the maker, not against you, the photographer, just the merit. but against the merit, the yeah. merit for that particular image. So it's not, like I said, it's nothing personal. It's just the intrinsic value of that particular entry. That's all. Um, and then that's the image is rescored. The JC, the person that's running the panel says, Here's what the software said. It it made the average, and now it's a merit or whatever it happened to get voted to. So uh, that's it. And everybody on that panel has the opportunity, has the right to challenge it at any given time. So even if I challenged something, we all discussed it and talked about it, and it came back to me, did the rebuttal, and I and everyone says, oh, gosh, yeah, I was thinking wrong. You have good points, and... Boom, merit. But everybody has this, the right to re-challenge it. So Michael may have been on the panel and said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Right before you did your rebuttal, I noticed this, this, and this. There's a great big line across that image. How did we not see this before? And they can re-challenge it. And so it can it could get challenged five times. Yeah. It's just the way it is. That's the way the rules are written so that every juror has the opportunity to to challenge and to to discuss an image on their own merit, on their own criteria. Um, but there's no talking back and forth. Uh, when you're when it's your turn to talk, you're talking and nobody else is. That's the JC's job is to make sure that it is an orderly fashion and a uh, I don't want to call it a gentleman's oh, thought is. process because it's but it's gentle people. Gentle people because it's men and women doing this, obviously. Um, but it's a structured, um, courteous manner of discussing that image um, with the criteria that we have to go by. That's all there is to it. Yeah, it's and it's very polite. It's very it's very professional. You don't, um, although I've thought this, I've never said this. You don't jump up out of your seat and go challenge. What the hell is wrong with you people? 
<laughs> you would get in trouble for that, Michael. Right. You can think it, yeah. but you, oh, well, see, I saw it differently. And then uh, in your rebuttal, you don't say, well, I don't care what you said. You're full of shit. <laughs> Again, you can exactly. think it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very, um, being involved with, uh, in IPC and, and that level for a few years now, I've just always been impressed. Scotch. Oh, the scotch is getting I've always been That 16-year-old. I've always been impressed, baby. I've always been impressed by just how cordial everybody is, even though we could have really very much disagreed on something. Because you'll get those images that people feel strongly one way or the other, and yet we still approach it very professionally and very courteously and address it and we apply everything to the 12 elements. Not not like, I really like this, so it should be a merit. Well, I don't like it, so it shouldn't be a merit. It makes mm-hmm. me happy. <laughs> yeah, it makes me happy. I don't know why. <sighs> then, huh, I know why. You should go back to judging school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and let, let's clarify something that, as well as I think some people get confused with. Because art is subjective. Mm-hmm. There's five different opinions on a panel, which helps have different points of view, as Carl mentioned earlier. Everyone sees things a little bit differently. But the judges are there to judge what is in front of them, which you mentioned as well. But I want to go in a little more depth in that because as an artist, as a photographer, you know the backstory, you know the feeling that was happening, you have an emotional connection to it. So it is good to to get judged from the outside world, but they don't know that backstory for one. For two, show your images to a few other people because their eyes are going to go to different areas that you totally overlook because you are focused on other things and you know the story. And the judges don't know the story. Same thing with titles. Don't get too crazy with titles because, you know, it's got to match the story. And And please don't title it in French. We don't know what French. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And... Because you're always going to be reading the titles. Who's not going to be reading the titles? Yeah. Exactly. If I'm reading the titles, you're in trouble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I don't read titles, but I I would never volunteer for that position. But the but the number one thing is people sometimes get caught up in, well, there's 12 elements and these elements and it's art is subjective and it's art and uh, break the rules, blah, blah, blah. Well, the in my opinion, and you guys can correct me or go further down the rabbit hole with this, is the 12 elements are in place to show that you know how to do things professionally in, in, in a manner that holds you as a professional photographer, which is what you're being judged on to get your degree. I'll go back to when I started. I would throw things in like risk takers and different things. that And, and I got warned by master photographers saying, you can play and throw that stuff in after you get your degree, but don't do that. I'm like, no, I don't care how long it takes. I want to enter things that I want to enter. I got their point. I respected their point, but I think a lot of people then get upset because it's like, well, this is art and this looks cool. And PPA doesn't like this particular look. It's like, well, no, that look is maybe not professionally within the elements to qualify you. You know, it's not that that look is bad. 
Right. You, you know what I'm getting at with all this? Is that oh yeah, it's like a, that. Maybe that look, and I'm not. I'm not I won't say any, any specific look, but it could be a look that is your own style, and it could be a look that you make a lot of money on, but yes. it doesn't hold up when you apply it against the twelve elements. You know. Um, and and before I forget, real quick too, it's like not everyone is can like handle critiques or not print competition is not for everyone. You know, it's not that even if you can handle it or not, like for instance, I have a really good friend. She's a fantastic photographic artist and she really wanted to get into print competition. And a lot of people were pushing her to get into it. And I told her straight up, honestly, I don't think print competition is good for you. You have a very cool, unique style. It doesn't fit the PPA standard. It may stifle your creativeness. Now, if you want to get a degree, by all means, but you don't need that degree. You're selling art right now as it is. And I don't want you to be like, like hurt by the, right. the competition in, in a way, you know, um, and other people too, they get, they take it really personal. I go, you know what? Print competition just isn't for you. Just mm-hmm. keep creating, keep selling. You know, you're making money. Make money, absolutely. Make money. That's what's important. Yeah. You know. I, I, and you I'm, know, but play the game. Go ahead, it's a game. Yes. Well, I, I'm going to say something, and you know, if somebody on committee hears this, they, I might get in trouble. But I'm going to say it. Um, if you, I'm on the committee. If, so. you, if you, I know. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> if you enter something in the print competition, and it didn't merit. And it's okay to be mad and it's okay to be disappointed. But if your response is, screw those guys, they don't know anything, you know, they're, they're all screwed up, attack the system, attack how the judges attack everything they're doing, stop. And maybe print competition isn't for you. Because what I would encourage and what, a lot, what I think you get the value out of is you didn't merit, ask yourself, why? Why didn't I merit what came up short? Pay for a critique. Now, I'm not here to solicit paid critiques from PPA. I think it is a valuable learning tool, but you don't have to. Take it to somebody who is a master photographer or a judge who didn't judge your image, or even take it to somebody who did judge your image and get some in-depth explanation if you didn't get that in the process and find out why and learn from it. If your only reaction is... Um, a massive explosion of, um, I don't know, um, poison, then maybe it's not for you. Well, here's the thing. You know, we always take to heart uh, negative things more, (laughs) uh, more than we take positive things. And it's just human nature. And it goes in a lot of different directions, uh, in a lot of different ways. And one thing I see every year after IPC is, uh, influx of social media bashing (laughs) the system and bashing jurors and bashing. And you know what, you know, if that's your thing, do it, whatever, you know, but, um, (laughs) here's my take on it all. Number one, um, if you didn't enter and you don't enter, first of all, stay the hell away. Um, and I, and then again, I'll probably get in trouble for saying that, but I just don't give a crap anymore. Uh, honestly. Um, and number two is this, 
um, if you feel there's a, a, a problem with the system and a problem with the jurors, then you know bring it to the committee, bring it to PPA, and speak intelligently and formally about it, not on social media, because that doesn't do anything but get people riled up. And number two, please, obviously, if you're saying something's wrong with the system, you know you have some passion for this. And then, for God's sakes, respect the people that actually did well. Don't take away from the, the success that they had, because that's what you're doing. So all these people that are very proud of what they did and what they achieved and what they accomplished and the goals that they reached are being diminished because mm -hmm. you guys are, are being too damn negative about everything. Um, and that's that bothers me more than anything. So I don't care if you attack me. I really don't care because I'm doing this as a volunteer. I don't get paid for it. I'm trying to help as, as is mo all the, the uh, jurors that are doing this. Um, they're trying to give back to the system. And most of them aren't even part of the, are not on the committee. They're being called on by the committee to come and evaluate your work. So leave them out of it. If you have some, a gripe to, to bring up, bring it to me. I'm on the committee. I really, I'll, I'll address you. Uh, but don't diminish the work that somebody put into this um, and, and tarnish the success that they've had. That's just, that's just wrong. And, and that's dump, when I will speak up. And, and dump on the judges because, um, and we'll get into this in just a second, I think we really should explain the level of um, commitment and training the judges have gone through to get the, to earn the right to sit in that chair because not just anybody gets the right to sit in that chair. But what I've seen a lot in the last uh, week or so uh, is people picking, nitpicking little small things and it's no different than watching a complete baseball game, which I don't know if anybody can do anymore because, holy crap, they take forever. But in finding <laughs> one pitch, you find you know, there are 300 pitches thrown in that game between the two, two, the two different teams. You find one pitch where it was called a ball because it missed the ump, thought it missed the corner by an inch. And then the replay on TV shows, well, maybe it was right there on the corner. But, you know, the, the ump called it a ball. And then I, get, I see so many people who are taking the equivalent of that one pitch and freaking the hell out of, about it. People, this is a messy process because it is art. And the idea of even trying to quantify and judge and apply um, stringent, um, you know, details to art is lunacy in some ways, but we've managed to do it and we've managed to create a process that is pretty damn consistent and in terms of maintaining the integrity of where the merit line is. But if you want to take that one pitch that missed a little bit outside and freak the hell out about it and rile everybody up, you can just do something to yourself anyway just a bit outside <laughs> so how about them packers hey the bears are playing tonight but uh you got sure no some no bears, you can't you know, say packers bears. he's on he's on a roll with with I baseball know, know. <laughs> that's true that's true we got we gotta do our our best harry carry we're sitting here drinking our drinks and <laughs> Just a bit outside. Or yes. like <laughs> one, one a little chin music. One effing hit. 
And he's like, you yeah. can't say that on radio. Ah, nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of game where I think the Green Bay Packers are going to have to outscore the Dallas Cowboys in order to win. Uh, yeah, it's true. I think that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> that was actual. That actually happened. That was actually that said actually. on air. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But anyhow, so Michael, you were asking um, the training. Yes. Um, Yes, it's you don't just hop on uh, on a chair and and judge the images. Um, to become an IPC affiliate juror, it is a extremely long process. It, it can be a very costly process for you. Um, it can be very frustrating because not everybody gets gets uh, onto it. Um, can, it can be dangerous in Michael's it can be dangerous. Uh, <laughs> I almost got killed. <laughs> yeah. It was just a little thing. Um, but the way it works is the first thing you got to do is you have to have your master's degree. And there are other um, criteria now. I think you have to have 25 merits uh, total now or beyond your master's. Or I don't remember how it all worked. 25 but you have to total look it up. merits, yeah. 25 total, okay. Uh, and... Then, once you have that, you go take a class. Now, I've been teaching the class the last few years. And you, so you go to this class. It's a week-long class, usually during IPC, but um, things have been changing with, well, you know, COVID uh, and all that. Uh, but it's, it's a long class, and we go through in high detail the 12 elements and how to look for it, how to see the intrinsic value of a the quality levels of an image in all different aspects and each of the different elements. And then we learn how to discuss an image. We learn how to work together as a panel. We learn how to discuss things and shut up and listen to your fellow uh, jurors uh, and actually sometimes swallow your own pride a lot of times um, and you, you learn that it's not about you. It's not about what you do in your studio or what you do with your camera, but what's about what's in front of you as an entrant. Um, now you learn about that in this class, but that class is just to teach you the ins and outs and the structure, the procedure from there. Once you get out of that class, uh, you go off on your own. And in a lot of cases you pay your own way travel and everything to go to these other state conventions and practice. Mm -hmm. And that's why sometimes in state conventions, they'll have jurors in training, you know, people that are working to get their affiliate that can come in a little bit cheaper um, because they need to have the practice. Um, and you actually practice and practice until you feel now at this point uh, that you are ready to give it a try. Um, in the past, you had to get reviews from other affiliate jurors and post those or bring those reviews back to headquarters and they would put them in front of a committee and they would say yes or no. Now, that's not the case anymore. Now, after you feel you have enough practice as a juror, you go to Atlanta, you pay again, pay your own way and you pay a fee to go take an actual in-person evaluation, which they're going to have, they have a mock judging. So real images, uh, real panels. Some people are going to be there to try to, that are trying to be jurors and others that are already jurors. And you have the whole committee watching 
and evaluating you as a juror, how you speak, the intelligent level of how you speak, how you use the different 12 elements in your speaking, how you listen to people, and how you work together as a team to come up with an actual uh, consistent evaluation of the image that comes up in front of you. Uh, and then they're going to say one of three things. They're going to say, you know what? You made the team. You're, you're on the list, which would be really cool. Uh, or they're going to say, you know, I really think you need more practice. Um, go out, do some more states, and then, you know, get some more practice in and come back another year. Uh, and then, or number three, they're going to say, you know, this isn't for you, mm -hmm. um, which I think this is not something that used to happen. This is brand new. And it was supposed to happen this year for the first time, but then there was, you know, COVID. Uh, <laughs> but I feel it's going to be a, a great new feature because there's some people that they're just personality wise. Uh, they're just, they're just not going to make it. They're not going to offer uh, yeah. for this and and that's it doesn't mean you're a bad photographer it doesn't mean you're a bad person it just some people are not made to be jurors and evaluate other people's work it's just the way it is it's just reality and but to know that at one sitting instead of traveling to 12 different states on your own dime to find that out three or four years later um this is going to end up, I think, being a better system. Uh, I did not come up with the system, but when I heard about it, I thought, you know what? <laughs> that would have saved a lot of time, a lot of effort, and I think it's a much more um, fair way of, of becoming a juror. And this way, it's you're right there in front of people. You're not dealing with what somebody said you did at a state or at another judging you're actually being seen right there by everybody right now, real time, and say yes or no. And I, so I think it's going to be a great opportunity for new jurors. Uh, but that's how it works. And once they say yes, you're still on probation for three years. Mm -hmm. So you still need, even after that, you are being evaluated in every district at every IPC that you are a juror at. Um, and they could come back at any time and say, yeah, you're not cut out for this or here's, and they're always trying to coach you. The, the, the people that are part of the system are trying to help you be a better juror. They're trying to help you be a better photographer, uh, a better critiquer and, you know, a better listener and somebody that can speak educationally to the, the person that create that created that image because when it comes down to it, for those of you that are listening right now that have entered print competition, I I am like you. It it is like gut wrenching, heart wrenching when you see your image come up <laughs> on the on the screen, and your your heart actually stops for a minute. And I understand that because we do that. You know, we do it too. We're not just judging and not entering. Well, you have you to. Have to. You have you to. You have to. Keep up you, with everything, too. Are, yep. You yes. have to become, you have to, every two years, you have to enter, you have to enter and merit images to stay on the list. Uh, and then after each judging, you have a meeting, you have a face to face one on one 
with the JCs and they discussed your performance, so to speak, uh, as to how you did and, and maybe things that might make you better. Now, in print competition, there's a lot of education uh, for those that are entering, for those that are watching, for those that are helping on print crew, for judges. Um, I mean, I learned so much from being a juror. I learn, I am inspired. I see so much creativity. I, I see things that I go, oh, geez, maybe I was be, I've, I've become lazy uh, as I've, I've as the years have gone on, and I've got to tighten things up a bit in my my everyday work after seeing what I what comes through print competition, but it makes me a better person for my family too, because I learn how to listen to people, and just shut up and let them say their piece, and then respond in a calm and education edu educated manner. So there's so much, so much that I take from from international print competition, not just for marketing or my business or as a photographer, but just as a person. It it is amazing how much this changes us all. So So as so as you're walking out the door to go hunting and Teresa says, challenge, <laughs> you stop and listen. I for a little bit. <laughs> and then you have to you have to say, well, you know, I'm providing food for our family. and Good. And That's a good argument. I need that. Yeah, I use that. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. It's de-stressing me. It's it's becoming one with nature. Okay. Thumbs up. You you can go hunting. <laughs> that, right there, Dan. You did a perfect challenge. That's how that it's good, supposed to work. That's a good you, challenge. You sold me on it. And, and yeah, <laughs> you sold me on my own life right there. <laughs> well done. So how how hard is it to become a juror? Um, just to give you some numbers, some quantification. Um, in my my judging school class, I think we had thirty five people. How many of those became approved IPC jurors? I think four or five. Oh, that's how hard it right. is. I had thirty five in mine, and we were one of the. We are still known as one of the elite classes that ever happened and i think there were seven yeah. and i think there's five of us that are that are still doing it so it's tough to so in other words it's just like jerk. as carl was kind of alluding to not just any joe blow gets through the process and gets a chance to sit in the chair you have to jump hurdle after hurdle after hurdle after hurdle and it costs you thousands of dollars to do it so why the hell do we do it because, A, we give a damn about the business and the industry, and we're very involved in how important we think print competition is in the success of the people who do print competition, how it affects them overall and how it helps them grow as artists and how it helps them grow their business. And we do it to give back. Because the first thing people say, well, judges get paid to do it. <laughs> it's a $250 day per day Per diem. Per diem. Per diem. And in for in-person judging, you have to pay for your food and, and your, your hotel. hotel. And out of that. Out of that. Yeah. Although, you know, you might get lunch. I think PPA gives you lunch. Okay. Uh no, they don't. Oh, they don't. That's right. I just remember no. that. No. 
So you don't even get lunch. You pay your way. The candy. per diem is to pay your... Yeah, they have some candy It's like a big sometimes. white van. Yeah. PPA is like a big white van yeah. in the parking lot. They'll give you candy. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, come here. Come come in my van. I got candy for you. <laughs> uh, but no, it is a... They're, they're trying to cover costs. Um, but it's... It's certainly not a moneymaker no. by any stretch. So why do we do it? Like Michael alluded to several points, but like I also alluded to, it's it's because we're inspired too. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, we get to see people and rub elbows with others like us that are very passionate about this whole system. That's that's a that's a cool perk. Although this year we didn't have that because well you know COVID, uh, <laughs> but. Yeah. It's becoming a, a theme here. I don't we know. have to drink um, when you say COVID. Every time we but, say COVID, it's like my beer's almost gone. Though I got to pace myself. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, but it's like I said before, like I alluded to it. It makes me better as a photographer and as a person, just because I, I you can't help if you're a juror, an IPC juror, an affiliate juror. You are so entwined with that system and, and that thought process that you can't help but have everything in your life somewhat revolve the same way. And so you listen more, like I said, you you try to formulate an educated response more often. You try to learn to speak to evoke change um, by using your opinion, but also at the same time, you hold back enough that you say, my opinion might not be right. Sure. It might not be the, the direction to go. And so even though uh, we're very passionate about this, there's times when you just bite your tongue and swallow and say, you know right? You know what? You have a good point. I bow to I, the I wisdom with of what my you said. Yes, Absolutely. Exactly. So Dan, you still awake? Deep, this is a deep episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this, this could be... This could be like five episodes. I mean, I know. <laughs> so, and there's so much more about this that is being part of the committee and the vice chair of the committee. Um, there's a manual that is extremely ridiculous. Ooh, to keep tell track me more of. about the manual because, yeah, I, did you do you have it? Can you read it? I do have it, and no, I can't. Re- actually, you can you can all read it. You can actually, I think you can actually download the manual um, from the PPA site now. It's in the vault, I think. I think you can actually read it. But all it is is um, it's a time capsule structure of how we run print competition. And it's there to, um, for generations to come, if we all, for some reason, we all got wiped out. From COVID. You know, off the face of the earth. Uh, it is 2020. Could, it is, so you just never know. Uh, aliens could come down and read the manual from IPC, our International Print Competition Committee, and run the competition because it is all spelled out. That's our job is to make sure that um, if whatever the board says, so we're board run. So a lot of times people will blame our committee. We're only doing what the board told us to do. Okay, so number one, um, back to uh, like awards and stuff. It is our job to find a way of running the competition and making sure the awards are, are handled in a fair fashion, but we do not come up with the awards. Uh, that's all staff and board related. So as our, our committee is, is 
tasked with making sure that it goes off in a fair manner, a consistent fair manner year after year. And that's why we have the manual so that if we all leave, somebody could step in and read the manual and know how to continue this. Uh, so it's, it's very transparent, very all in the up and up. Um, no one person is going to change anything and get away with it because it can't possibly happen. So, you know, everyone says, oh, the rules changed every year. And they, you know, this one changed without telling us. Uh, <laughs> no, it's we, the board makes a new decision and we put it out. We put it out to the public in the manual. We put it out in the rules. We put it out on social media. We put it out on the on the um, website. Um, it's sometimes it's hard to say, but you have to read people. Uh, if you don't read, then you are going to miss some things. Um, but it's it's we're adults. We're all adults, and it's our responsibility to be educated in what we're doing and what we're partaking in. Um, and we try our best to not to be very blunt about everything, but there's some things that you just have to be an adult and and educate yourself too and be be responsible. That's all there is to it. So a couple a couple um, I guess closing thoughts on that too because boy we're running long anyway. Um, but one of the major comments I kept seeing is the judges are rushing through the process or they're only looking at these things for two seconds and moving on. Okay, let's address that. <laughs> One, it's all streaming online. You guys aren't necessarily always seeing things in real time. Judges were often seeing images longer than you were seeing them at home. Okay, so number one, ain't nothing happening in two seconds. So let's put it that way. Next, because we have seen and judged tens of thousands of images, and we are very experienced at knowing where the merit line is. 80%, in my opinion, 80% of the images that come up, I can put it in merit or non-merit in five seconds or less. Honestly. And some people say, well, how can you look at all 12 elements? Well, I tell you what, if I've looked at it and it's out of focus and it's overexposed, it's not a merit. I don't need to look at the other 10. <laughs> so, um, so you'll notice, like Michael's saying, you'll notice you know, people have always told me impact is most important. And if, if an image comes up that makes you like, holy crap, and then you like lean forward in your seat and look at the screen better. Um, you notice it takes longer for those ones to be judged. It's because they already had the pull, the draw, the impact, the creativity. And now the judges are looking for to make sure that everything is in line, to make sure that technical is okay. You notice that this, the ones that are fast, they didn't have any impact. They had no impact. They didn't draw they had, your attention. They had major flaws that everybody was seeing too. So, I mean, right away. Just, it happens right away and it can happen right away. So if you think judges... And you got five other people that if you miss something, right. if you five they seconds, back. You, there's your challenge. Yep. There's, you That's know, right. Back. Exactly. There's a check yes. and balance for all this. Check so, so if your image comes up, and it's up for five seconds, and it goes to non-merit, that means that all, pretty much all five or four of the five were probably non-merit, and, you know, in the old system, it would have been a 75. Um, you know, it just had no chance. So to say that judges are rushing is, I guess, maybe a little inconsiderate at best, um, 
because we are all schooled in and all drilled into us, and we all own that we are there for the maker. Every image that comes up, every image comes up fresh. You take it in, and you put it in the right place. And we want you, we want you to have merits. We want to reward great work. If it's not great, it's not going to be rewarded. So we're not handing out merits like last year's Halloween candy. Okay? You don't, this just, isn't a participation trophy. No, it isn't. And, and, and as Dan was talking about, we don't know, nor, I, this is going to sound crass, care that you spent two weeks doing this. If it didn't come through in the final image, sorry. I mean, I've had stuff, especially stuff I put into the artist category because I've been struggling with that. You know, I've had stuff, I've, you, know, you know how many blades of grass I painted in that? I look at it later on and it's like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> you know, I understand why I didn't merit. But at the time you're like, man, I'm pissed because I put all this work into it. doesn't matter. I've had other stuff, like an artist, I had, I had one that I spent an hour on merited. But it was good. I mean, I just looked at it again the other day and just as a reality check, it's like, would I merit this? Oh, hell yeah. So, you know, I've divorced myself from ownership of it at, at this point. I look at stuff that didn't merit, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> so so there is, no, there is no desire to rush through things. You know, we're in it for the long haul. And there's a lot of images. The other thing, the only other thing I want to address, and there's a ton. I mean, we could go on for a week with this, sure. but um, I think it's important that everyone realizes that there's a lot of different uh, styles out there right now. Very, there's very classical, there's very modern, there's really off the wall and fashion stuff. Um, even though, as a juror, maybe something is not something that we would like that we would like to put on our wall means nothing. We have to try to divorce that in our mind and say, okay, um, yeah, this is definitely not something that I, that I would do or show on my gallery. However, it is still impactful. It still has a lot of creativity. The lighting is really nice. The good composition has balance. The color harmony is great. The presentation is good. The subject matter, we know exactly what they want us to look at. The center of interest is right there in front of our face. Um, all these different things. And it has technical excellence and presentation. And, oh, wow. Okay. So I just taught myself into, by using those 12 elements, the fact that this image, even though I don't like it, <laughs> right. is merit-worthy or loan-worthy. And we right. didn't even talk about loan. That's something different that yeah, we can talk about at a different time. Yep. It's more gooder than the good. Anyway. It is more gooder than the good. <laughs> so any other parting shots? You got a parting shot, Dan? I was just going to say, well, let's sum this up in a sentence or two. And uh, basically I was going to say that competition, competition good. <laughs> <comes to> good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, you know, it's about the journey. It's about pushing yourself, making you a better artist, photographer, and just do it for yourself and how you can push yourself and look back and how you've grown through the process. And as simple as that, like you don't overthink it. Don't put so much emphasis into it. Don't take it so personal. If you do take it personal, which a lot of people do as artists, then maybe it's just not for you. Right. Simple. Or get a thicker skin and learn from it. You know, I had to do that. Well, that too. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, every week um, we have a sponsor. We have a fake sponsor. 
but uh, one of these days we'll have a real sponsor. <laughs> one of these days. One of these days. <laughs> Someday soon. And uh, this week is a specialty beer called Dan's Pink Skirt. Dan's Pink Skirt <laughs> is an American IPA brewed with Summit and Slimco hops. Malt characteristics are mild throughout and practically undetectable on the nose. Pronounced floral and citrus aromas abound, and a pine resin top or hop bitterness that lingers well into the finish. Oh my God! I always said fingers well into the finish. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hello! Oh, use the bottom of my glasses here. Uh, that's Dan's pink skirt. Slip into one today. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> pine. Wow. I. I. You know, pine taste. I. I just. Why would they do that? It's like Whatever. licking the handle of a bat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that pine tar. A sappy bat. Yep. Anyway. Sappy bat. Wow. <laughs> well, thanks for... Well, it's been a pleasure, everybody. Yeah, thanks for joining in. <laughs> um, maybe one of the drier episodes we've done, although we've been drinking, so we've been staying wet. And uh, <laughs> until next time, cheers to you. Cheers. Cheers. Last call. You've been listening to the Photo Happy Hour podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to not miss a single action-packed episode. And join our Photo Happy Hour Facebook group where we'll post links to the stuff we all talk about. You can find my Molite gear online at www.gomolite.com. That's G-O-M-O-L-I-G-H-T.com. You can find the Facebook page under Molite Store, and I also run the Godox Flash Help Group on Facebook. You can find Dan's Senior Unlocked website at www.seniorsunlocked.com. That's seniors with an S at the end, unlocked.com, and the Facebook group under Seniors Unlocked. And you can find Carl's Coaching Corner at www.ccphotocoach.com, ccphotocoach.com. Till next time, cheers to you. If you have enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give this fellowship the highest possible rating. Do so with great haste. Fly, you fools!